Hi there, this is Anne Ajadi with Dear Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series, the post-resurrection. Yesterday I told you that I was um, rolling around a thought in my mind. Um, today, it's assumed some more life, and things have happened that has made me realize that whatever was going on on the inside of me, was actually God because today Elevation Worship came out with one of their songs, Wait, Wait on God, Wait. So that thought of waiting, when we have to wait, what do we have to do, all of those things, it's still forming, it's still, we're still cooking it, we're still cooking it and by God's grace, I I wanted you to be part of the process. I didn't want you to just see the finished food. I wanted you to be part of the process. So today, let's look at another character in the Bible. Isaiah 40, beginning from verse 27, says, Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say the Lord ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak, strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and the young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. This is a thought. It says they would walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 27 to 31. I could take each of those lines and piece it apart. So I kind of sense that we will remain here for a bit until we trash this thing. But today, let us look at the character of Joseph. Joseph, his father's favorite son. And his father, Jacob, showed it by making him a coat of many colors. I mean, would you blame him? He was a child of love. The son, Rachel, his beloved, bore him. Remember, he served Laban for Rachel for 14 years. And then Rachel eventually married him and didn't have children. Remember, Rachel was the one that said, give me children or I'll die. And eventually when she had a child, it was Joseph. So would you blame Jacob for loving Joseph in a special way? And he showed it by making Joseph a coat of many colors. And Joseph came to life with a God-given gift. He could dream. He had pictures of a preferable future painted for him. And those pictures were so bright. They revealed that he would be somebody great in future and all his brethren would have to bow to him. Of course, his brothers and his father did not find that funny. I mean, you are just one child that came from nowhere. Your mother usurped my mother's spot in the house. Now you too, you want to usurp my own spot. I mean, we see it every day. It happens even in today's life. So rather than get encouragement, rather than get guidance, 
what did Joseph get? He got a reprimand. He was sure there was something wrong, so he dreamt some more. This time, his dream landed him in serious trouble. The plot was simple. Get rid of him. Oh no, kill him. And then there will be no chance of his dream assuming any life. But you know what? Just as it is in your case, God is always behind the scenes, working out his purposes. You know, I pity people who think that they really have power to do anything. Because the truth is, you don't. God, whatever powers you think you have, is the one they gave you. The one they permitted you to, to have. So, it's like um, a rat that is at the back of the elephant and they cross the bridge together and the rat looks at the elephant and says, didn't we do well? Oh, we did great, didn't we? You and I know it's not the elephant. It's not the rat that crossed. It's the elephant that bore the rat. So don't get it twisted, my dear friend. That's my point in that story. Don't get it twisted. The fact that you are being carried does not mean that it is your effort. It is just God's grace. Joseph's brothers ended up selling him. I mean, they had all kinds of arguments between themselves. And then Reuben, the older, said, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to be, what I'm going to tell daddy. If you guys carry out this plot, how about we do something to him? And then he goes in search of something. I, I forget now. Before he comes back, Joseph had been sold to the merchants. For 20 shekels of silver. The price of a slave was 30 shekels. Joseph was sold for less than a slave would cost. Think about it. A prince sold off by his own brother as a slave to strangers. What kind of a heart conceives that? You and I will look at it from the surface level and say, oh no, this is wickedness. But God is looking at it and say, oh yes, that's my opportunity. I've been looking for the man who delivered my people from slavery in years to come. And so Joseph, yes, got sold as slaves and yet had to do that, get some training in the land of slavery. Work as a servant. Because just imagine it. As a prince, he would have been spoiled. For them to sew him a special coat, that means that he got special privileges. And all of those had to be cut off for him to qualify for, for use in the master's hand. You say, can't God use him anyhow else? You and I know that no soldier goes to war if they were not trained. So that's in order. So whatever you are having to go through... Take it as your training ground for where God needs you to be. And if it's, you are having to wait, just take it that it is because the time is not yet ripe. Because Joseph landed in Potiphar's house. Potiphar had a wife that was not satisfied with one man. She wanted variety. And guess who she wanted? She wanted Joseph. Just picture Joseph. He would have been a really handsome lad. And Madame wanted him. I mean, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you escape that? But Joseph did escape 
because he had enough from his father to know that that sin, if he committed it, will not be against man. It will be against God. So he fled, leaving his cloak behind. Potiphar comes back. Long story short, Joseph lands in prison, continues to dream. One day, his dream finds him, finds expression, interprets two people's dreams. They get out of prison and forget him there for another two years. So Joseph's life is characterized by waiting. Maybe your own life is characterized by waiting. Life is what it is called. Life. But all along, God had a plan. A plan he had made known to Abraham, their grandfather, long before Joseph came on the scene. So my point, relax, my dear friend. God has you covered. It's not pleasant now. Trust me, I know it is not pleasant. Waiting is not pleasant. Like Joseph, maybe you have a dream, you have a vision, a prophecy, and you were over the moon. The future is glorious, but the present is bleak. I mean, there's a gulf between you and the promised land, and it is turning out to be so dark, you know you need God. What do you do when you have reached the end of yourself? Isaiah 50.10 says, Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If you are walking in darkness without any ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. What is your reaction B, when your best seems not good enough, my dear, I will say to you, stand. Wherefore, take on the, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. Wherefore, that's Ephesians 6.13. Stand, my dear, stand. Stay there until God sends you help. Waiting is not for the faint-hearted. Waiting is for the brave, the strong, and the trusted. Wait, my dear friend, wait. Your God is cooking something delish, and it has your name written all over it. Shalom, my dear friend. God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. God strengthen you from the inside and help you to wait on his timing. Have a good day.